2023 free agency as we record this on March 25th. So most of the big free agent moves have been done. We're still waiting on a couple moves to possibly be made. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, intern Noe, out drink the coverage right here on S2S Sports Network. Uh, it's funny because you're going to actually be listening to this one first. This is actually our second episode uh, that we recorded. We recorded our first off-season retrospective of a, a favorite sports TV show movie, and we're doing the league. We started with season one, so be checking that out, please. A lot of work was put into that. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, now, though, this is our just up-to-date, where the NFL is at this point, March 25th, 2023. Uh, before we do all that, though, let's thank our title sponsor, Frisco Bar and Grill, located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco. It's the best place to watch your favorite sports teams, especially if your sports teams are either the Oklahoma Sooners or the 49ers in the NFL. And we're not saying that's the only teams, but that is the official watch clubs. But they also have large TVs, multiple screens. So even if you're not a fan of the Niners or the Sooners, you can watch your game there. Plus, the more important thing is they have great food and drinks. Yeah, I was going to say, the Monday night game we were at that we went to yes. for the 49ers, that that was a lively crowd. I got to learn some uh, 49er chants they do during games. Uh, it was just like very friendly, very like good atmosphere. So if you're a Sooner or 49er fan, uh, it, that is the place to go to. And they, they not only have sports, man, they have live music, they have karaoke. We've done the karaoke thing a couple times. Uh, and I'm going to go back to they literally have really good food. Uh, the, the wings there are very underrated. You and I have talked about this before, but I, I, I tend to like to do appetizers. I've actually gotten to the point, man, honestly, I like just appetizers for yeah. a meal, yeah. uh, even whether I'm drinking or not. But at the Frisco Bar, their sliders, their wings, all of them very awesome. So, again, check them out, and we do appreciate them being a sponsor in 2022 and now in 2023. I also want to thank Grandeur Pest Solutions. You can find them uh, uh, by calling 469-602-8441. You can also email them, solutions at Grandeur for sure. Uh, again, they were with us last year, and we appreciate them. They're family-owned. They're uh, also part of the Better Business Bureau and the National Pest Management Association. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, they offer a wide range of pest control services, including termite, bed bug, roach, spider, rodent, all the things that we do not like here. Uh, they contact them today. They do a free consultation. And the biggest thing about them is it's not going to take like two or three weeks. If, if you get a hold of them, you know, like we're recording this on a Saturday. So if Monday you, you got a hold of them, by Tuesday you're going to at least get something back from them. And so please check them out. Check out all of our sponsors. Also, finally, Mattress Depot. I can't really give you one because they have so many locations all over DFW. They all have a wide selection of mattresses to choose from. If you're a teacher, emergency responder, a cop, they give you discounts. They have a wide selection of mattresses. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Free delivery and uh, uh, setup. And as I said, they're all over. Rockwall, Irving, Mesquite, Cedar Hill, Gainesville, Decatur, Wichita Falls, White Settlement, Mineral Wells, Stephenville, and Granbury. You can't beat that. If you're in Dallas-Fort Worth and you want a mattress, check out Mattress Depot. All right, we've got our sponsors out of the way. So what we're going to be doing today is talking about, again, where the NFL is right before the draft. It's March 25th. Before that, intern Noe, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? This is Out Drink the Coverage. You have a caveat, though. We're going to be doing something different this offseason. Well, I'm doing well to answer your first question. Good. Uh, you know, 2023 is upon us. We're a few months in, and I had a goal related to this show. Okay. My goal is to get you to like whiskey. All right. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a tough goal because you know my, my views yeah. on whiskey. Yeah. It, it, whiskey is something that I started to really get to like about the last 10 years, and I really like to appreciate some of those flavors, the caramel, the vanilla. Yeah. Oh, peanut Guinness, butter, peanut butter, yeah, pickleback's. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I told, I told someone, buy you a bottle of Elijah Craig, have that with a stick of peanut butter, like just Jif, creamy peanut just butter, ball, just a spoon of, and oh, oh. put the like, like put a little bit of the creamy peanut butter in your mouth, all over your mouth, and then inside your mouth, like this, uh -huh. not like that, Terry. Oh, my bad, this my is bad. a family show. Oh, wait. oh, I drank the coverage is a family show. I, I like, I, I, like. I think. <laughs> anyway, so you have the you have that, and you take a sip of the Elijah Craig. Okay, and you're gonna get that peanut butter like 
Is it really roast. that good? Like, is there really? Uh, sorry, a little low on this. Trying it, to figure it, it, out. it kind of enhances the flavor. It's just, it's just so delicious. Really? Yeah. So once yeah. you, so yeah, once I you start, you. yeah. Like, mean, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in my late thirties now, so like, I'm not, you know, going. I'm not doing World's End where I'm going to a bar, I'm on thirteen bars, and having a drink at each bar. Like, yeah. I, I want to like enjoy what I'm drinking. No, so, I, I agree with you on that. So anyway, my I love it. So I'm trying to get you to love it. Uh, so I'm gonna force you to love it, no matter what. So okay, so first off, let me go ahead. And, if you've listened before, you know I'm not a taster of alcohol. Like I drink for the effects. Um, it, it's a long running joke with you, studio girlfriend, with Grant of Sideline to Sideline. All I want is vodka. Give me the cheapest vodka. I mean, hey, look, I'm not saying Grey Goose isn't bad. Uh, right now, I have. Uh, Found this in New Orleans. It was at a total wine, so it wasn't anything special. Yeah. But found this. It's uh, Casa Maestri. It's uh, actually from Houston, uh, but it's a product of French vodka, it says. And, and you taste it. And this is re- actually really good. It's a, vo- it's a vodka with flavor. Yes, it's a vodka. I don't know if you can you hear me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can it, it's a vodka. It has some, like, a really good flavor, almost Swedish, but yes. it's, it's really good. It's, it's a potato vodka, right? I think. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I, I think I remember seeing that. But honestly, I got it because it has a cool – it's a cool flask. It was perfect for, like, our show. <laughs> like, you see on the middle of the table, like, yeah. kind of spine in it, we have a cowboy flask. And so, like, I just got it for that. But you decided to do this. And so Studio Girlfriend used to be a bartender. So what I did was I brought Weller Special Reserve. Mm-hmm. It's posted on the I'll Drink the Coverage Facebook page. And I brought bitters. I brought a Barsmith Old Fashioned Simple Syrup Mix. And I brought some oranges. Yep. And I was going to do it, but since she's a bartender, yep. I, I, you know, so I asked her to do it. And you said it's good. You tried it already. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm not sure if you'll like it because I know how you are with whiskey. But this is attempt number one. <laughs> and we're going to keep trying. What, what if this until, is it? Like, uh, I love it. I'm out, I'm out. Can I just do that and lie wanted, and just be gone? <laughs> no, we want honest truth. Yeah. We no, want no, the honest no. truth. Right. And, and we, we, we need to know. So yeah, there's no cheers, way buddy. I, I know you have the vodka, but let's, let's do the old-fashioned for this episode. Cheers. Yeah, no, no. Here we go. Cheers. All right, let's Skull. see. I just sip it, right? I don't like shoot it. Yeah, you, you sip it. That's not bad. Has a so, little bit of kick at the end. Yeah, so you know, a lot of times people like to do rye whiskey, which has a spice. Oh, it's it does. A, yeah, but huh. the, uh, so I, I didn't get rye whiskey. Uh, I got just regular uh, bourbon from Kentucky. Uh, it's pretty good as is. Like the, yeah. the the Weller has caramel and vanilla flavors. Yeah, it's no. This is I, this is. I will say this. One of my biggest issues with with any kind of drinks, whether cocktails tend to just be sugar they just they throw sugar to kind of fool you and, and some of them are good um and, and then whiskey we were talking about this in in between the shows I, my biggest issue with like whiskey and coke crown and coke all that is it flattens the coke yeah this i can i'm not gonna say it's 100 percent like i love it but i can taste a flavor profile i don't always taste a flavor profile with liquor and that might be me. That just might, I'm not comp. You know, my my tongue is not complicated enough the, or the, sophisticated yeah, enough. So for, but this is yeah. I could drink it. I, 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 if 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 we were just sitting watching football at your house, I could sit and sip this all day, and I could see the, now, the, the good yeah. Parts. It's old fashions. You could put cherry in there, and it's also really good. And you went with cherry syrup and then orange. I, I did cherry bitters. Bitters. So bitters. Okay, just gotcha, a couple gotcha. of dashes of that. And then uh, Barsmith, which is a company that does mixes like Mahi Ma, or Mai Tai mixes. Yeah. This one's an old-fashioned. So, so it's, it's a simple syrup uh, ingredient that I you, you. you put. So some people just use regular simple syrup. I, I like this one better. Okay. And, and then uh, my uh, fruit of choice is oranges. So yeah, I like those, that. So uh, tangerines and just cut them up and squeeze it in there and then muddle it in. And then Now, what just, is mu- muddling is like mashing. Mashing, right? yeah. yeah. Mashing, and then you uh, get some ice, stir it up to get it cold because you want it a little chilled, and then you just pour it in a glass, and you're good to go. So it, it, this is one of my favorite cocktails. I typically like my whiskey neat, but if I do a cocktail, it's typically it. So Well, and this definitely feels like a sipping drink. Yes, correct. And that's where... Again, when you're not drinking for taste and you're drinking for effect, you got to, like, again, this works perfect. I, I, I'm not yeah, trying to and taste that it. that is actually really, really good. Yeah, and there's, but, but, yes, but I just meant, like, I mean, laugh all you want, folks, but, like, I drink Taka. Like, that's almost, that's, I can get a handle for 
here and down in New Orleans, I got a handle for seven bucks. I mean, that's because I'm not caring about the taste. But I've always told you for the last few years, I would not mind. I, I'm almost envious of you that there'll be times where like, you know, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just sitting here watching the league and I'm sipping on some bourbon. And I'm like, God, that sounds fun. You know, it sounds fun to not just get fully blasted, just get that nice warm feeling and then go yeah. to bed. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to, you know, trying to find more of those as I explore my alcoholism here on Out Drank the Cover. <laughs> All right. So now we got the drinking part out of the way. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, this episode is basically of where the NFL is at this point with free agent signings, who's moved where. Um, I'll just go ahead and ask you right off the top. Okay, we'll, we'll table Aaron Rodgers here because I still think that that's less than 50-50 that it actually happens. But we'll table that and say that that's going to happen. But outside of that, what is the biggest shock for you? Just who has moved somewhere that you're like, wow, I, I really didn't see that. Or who has maybe stayed where you thought they were going to leave? Is there anything that stands out like that for you? Um, Nothing in that regard stands out unless you bring up something. I would say probably the only thing that would stand out to me this offseason is that big Bears trade with the Panthers. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. I was shocked at how much the Bears got. Yeah, that, you know... That was a lot. So, okay, I'll just break down yeah, the ahead, details and then we can talk about it. So, Chicago Bears, they had the number one pick. They had, past tense. Panthers really wanted it. So, the Bears traded the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. And in return, the Bears got the number nine overall pick this year, the number 61 overall pick this year, a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 second round pick, and the Panthers biggest remaining weapon dj moore and uh moore got a three-year contract 52.3 million dollars so to me the bears got way more than the panthers got and i will like later on when we talk about which teams did the best this offseason i I still think the panthers had a great offseason no i i think the panthers again our board's acting really weird right now so there might be i i think the panthers for the most part did okay I think they overplayed where they're at. Now, I get it. The NFC South with Brady retiring, with the Falcons now going with it, apparently going with Desmond Ritter, uh, with the Saints going with Derek Carr. And I'm a big Derek Carr fan, but, I mean, there's questions about Derek Carr. Um, I I get that the uh, the Cardinals, the Panthers feel that they're in a really good place. But, boy, it felt like they gave up a lot of capital. Now, in saying that, they signed Adam Thielen to a deal, but – yeah. I, and I look, Adam Thielen's been one of my favorite uh, fantasy guys. I tend to pick him up. Uh, a lot of times, he, you know, in, in today's league where the, you know, wide receivers are just all over the place, there's 25 wide receivers that's going to have great stats. He's the kind of guy you stash and then you kind of play on a, I think he's going to do good this game. But I, I don't think he's better than DJ Moore. I, I just think the I think the Panthers might have overplayed their capital in this. I still think they're going to be okay, but I think the, the, the three uh, years from now there's going to be a, a a position or two that's got some uh, issues. That man, if they'd have had those draft picks back, they might have been able to fill that. But the Panthers also late breaking news. They added more pieces to their offense. I mean, well, we'll talk about the uh, they added Hayden Hurst as well. It's a big target. <laughs> For whoever the quarterback is yeah. next season, but they also added DJ Shark. Oh, this just happened. It just happened today, uh, March twenty fifth. DJ Shark in a trade. Was it a trade? Anyway, no, no, no. It was he was a free agent. DJ Shark, six four receiver, agrees to the deal with the Panthers. I think it's just one year though, but he'll be a good complement to Adam Thielen. And if the Panthers decided to draft someone in the, in, uh, well, they have the number one pick. So you, you almost assume it's going to be a quarterback. They gave up a lot to get that number one pick. So they must really Frank Reich, the new head coach for the Panthers must really want someone in this draft. I wonder who it is. What, well, you, what, so, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Well, so apparently, you know, I, I thought it was CJ Stroud. I, I thought that was like supposed to be like a given, uh, supposedly the, the staff, for the Panthers really love him, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Now, maybe they're just playing the whole, we're going to pretend, uh, but they're saying that, you know, Bryce Young's still in play. They, they even claim that they might even still trade the first pick 
and go back down. I don't think they do that. I mean, that, that would be fine if they did. But, I mean, look, the, the Panthers had a great – I mean, they had Thielen. They got Hurst. They got Miles Sanders. They may have overpaid for Miles Sanders, but they got Miles Sanders from the Eagles. They got they improved their defense. They got Shy Tuttle. They got Von Bell. So across the board, they kind of really Bradley Bozeman on the offensive side. Like they really yeah. improved their overall team, and they get the number one overall pick. So be kind of see it'd be kind of cool to see what they do. Uh, I, 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 again, I, I think they did a lot of right. I, I just still feel that they gave the Bears a little too much. Now, they, they agree, one hundred percent agree. They, they, now they might come back and get some of that back in other moves, but I just I, and, and I really think they might trade out, like you said. I don't think they do. I, I think that's just. I, I think CJ Stroud's their guy. I mean, if, if not, they can do Dalton for one year. But did he sign with the Panthers? He signed with the oh, Panthers. That's right. Yeah. Eh. I, I I don't know. What's the point of that? You know what Andy Dalton is. I love Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was all you and I used to have this thing. Andy Dalton was always a little underrated until he reached a certain point, and now he's he's okay. He's a white Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> well, uh, in another podcast, we talk about the league in later seasons. Yeah, um, Ruxin and his lawyer friends talk about the ADL, the Andy. Dalton or Andy Defamation League yes. where they trash uh, Andy Dalton. That's where you got that yeah. from. That's so instead of like the like Mendoza him. line in baseball, it's the Andy Dalton line. I, I always remember it was so funny though because you and I were big into stats and usually we're both very good into stats. And I only knew this because literally like two days before we had this conversation, I had read where Andy Dalton on the road is, was at that time for like three years the best quarterback. Yeah. Stat-wise, I don't mean that he wins, but like rating, touchdowns, interceptions. And so you were like, I just hate Andy Dalton. I'm like, what's your deal with Andy Dalton? He's like, he, you're like, he's terrible on the road. And I was like, I got to do the actually knowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – if you're if you're the Panthers, unless somebody else offers you like, like a, a honey of a deal, like better than what you gave the Bears, if you trade down, you're just – you're trying too hard at that point. Just it, it, whether you, I agree or not, if CJ Stroud is your guy, go get your guy. Okay, just go get it. I, I think that's the biggest thing that teams don't do enough is just go get the guy you want. Screw all the draft stuff. If yeah. if that guy is the top guy on your board when you're drafting, just take him. Um, you know, going back to your question, I guess another one that was kind of shocking to me that they stayed. Was uh, Deron Payne? Are you you're surprised by that? I thought he was the biggest free agent in the draft. Well, I mean, they the, tagged the him pretty quick. They though. tagged him pretty quick, but I figured some team that was like a, like the Chargers that was a DT away from having a shutdown defense would have given him a lot of money. No, I agree. I want to go back to the Bears. I I was a little shocked that David Montgomery's gone. Like that well, was a high draft pick yeah, for them. Yeah, uh, David Montgomery gone, uh, but I liked his replacement. Who? Deontay Foreman. Yeah, I mean, I, I like he had Foreman. A, he had UT almost guy. a career year with the Panthers. I was hoping that Dallas might have kicked the tires on him, and maybe they did. I would have loved Deontay Foreman he's a, as a Cowboy. He's a, he's a cheap, you know. Young, cheap, yeah. But I, I think the issue with him is he's very inconsistent, and, and you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, I mean, Bears, to me, they had – uh, they might have had the best offseason out of any team. Without even having to dr- make the draft pick. Uh, outside of that awesome trade they had with the Panthers, they also got Tremaine Edmonds, uh, I think, from the Bills. Okay, so. And then they got TJ Edwards from the Eagles. Okay, so this goes back to what I, I always feel when, when we're talking about players. You literally traded a off-the-ball linebacker that you could have paid the exact same amount. Why? I I don't understand. And and, and maybe maybe the bridges had just been too burned down. Maybe that's how it is. But I still don't understand how you're going to trade him because you don't want to pay him and then turn around and literally overpay for the same position. Yeah, Roquan Smith was a great – I mean, he is a great. I think he's uh, the best off the ball linebacker outside of Micah Parsons, but we can talk about Micah Parsons and not really a linebacker anymore. Him and Patrick Queen are the perfect complements yes. for each other. One is really good against the run, one's really good against the pass. Neither has to overcommit to their weakness. So it's just perfect for Baltimore. They upgraded their defense last season with that trade big time. I'm looking at that trade now. The, uh, the Ravens, 
got Smith, and then they gave the Bears a second and fifth round pick in 2023. Yeah. So again, great move by the Bears because they got they 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 turned Raquan Smith into two picks. But they is, overpaid for the same position. So is it a great move? I mean, well, the Ravens also sent uh, linebacker AJ Klein to the Bears. Yeah. So the Bears got two picks and AJ Klein. And, and let's remember this: that this is the thing I always try to tell people. When you get these teams and they sign a free agent or they make a trade and they yeah. re-up a guy, just look at the first year of the contract. Anything after that, maybe. Yeah, because they always can like, release them. They release them. So, so, so the thing is with uh, Smith, they were going to be 4-13 and 13 with or without him. They're, yeah. they're, they were not going to be great. So they needed – they need more than just one player. So this is kind of why they making, they're training away all the parts. And I remember before – before Smith, uh, it was the defensive end Robert Quinn. They yeah. traded to the Eagles, so they're just trying to. They 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 need they they, see, they, they had a great offseason. Quinn, like, I understand though. He's an older guy. He's thirty two. Rokan Smith is twenty five. They probably could have got more. Which well, I mean, no, I, again, I, 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 the, the trade is fine. I, I, and, and this isn't just the, the this isn't not just the Bears. I'm saying this about all teams. Yeah. Why do you literally trade a guy in week three or four, then turn around and Oversign a guy for the same position. Why didn't you just talk to this dude and say, "Look, we're trying to rebuild. Yeah. Stick with us for this year. Yeah. I know you're frustrated, but we're going to pay." I, I just don't. I, I just sometimes think the grass is greener on their side. Thing gets done, and I'm not saying that that, that Edmonds and and them aren't aren't going to be good. I just yeah. feel like you already had that, so you you created a deficit by trading him to turn around and fill it with the same type of guy that you could have signed for the same. Again, though, maybe. Outside the off the field in the locker room, maybe it was just you know the the bridges were just burnt. Maybe that's how it works. Uh, one team we talked about a little bit that kind of made a lot of moves that I didn't think they would. I mean, they needed to, but I didn't see teams or players wanting to go to this Texans. team. The Texans. I got, I, go ahead. I was going to say I, I think the Texans first off for the first time in a long time hiring uh, the, the the head coach was the best move they made. Because you get a guy that A is very loyal to that franchise. That's where he played. That's where he's a Pro Bowl. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. Uh, sorry, uh, former defensive people. coordinator yes. for the 49ers. Former linebacker for the Texans. Yeah. And I think that that helps because the way you turn down a the way you turn around a crappy franchise is not. And I don't even know if he'll be a good head coach, but he plays. He's he's basically recruiting. He plays well in the living rooms. Um, but the thing that I'm impressed with, I, I thought a couple of their moves was a little too, like, you don't really need that guy. I would like rather you. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> well, no, actually, Dalton Schultz I can see because he's young. I, I'm talking about more of some of the older players that that, that they sign. It's like, okay, did you really like need. Corey Littleton. Yeah, like, do you really need that guy? You could draft that guy. But, no, I think Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is young enough. Look, I, I have no pro- – Robert Woods, that's the other one. Oh, like, yeah. like I, I like Robert Woods, but, like, why do you? Why are you not just drafting that? Like, draft your number was, two. Hey, they, they gave uh, – I mean, that is a good point. They, they, they gave Laramie Tunsil the extension. That was great. And then they added Shaq Mason in a trade with the, the Buccaneers. They got Sheldon Rankins. Like you said, Robert Woods. They got former Cowboy receiver Noah Brown. Uh, yeah, they, they went got, hard they on the former, Cowboys. They went. They got former 49er safety Jimmy Ward. I like who, Jimmy Ward. He's uh, a little old, but I like Jimmy yeah, Ward. Yeah, but he'll be the better in leadership. But, look, think about their secondary now. They got Stingley Jr. They got uh, Petrie, and then now they got Jimmy Ward, who uh, was a starter for the 49ers. I think he got hurt, and then he got replaced by uh, – uh, there's a guy I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, uh, Hafunga, yes, who became an All Pro in his second season, so he more became expendable. They got Hassan Ridgeway, they got Devin Singletary as a good complement at running back. They actually had a pretty decent offseason. I'm just kind of surprised at some of the players they were able to get. And now they got the what the number two overall pick in this upcoming draft next month. Which apparently it's going to be probably Bryce Young. Yeah, because I, yeah, I think Stroud will go to the Panthers. Yeah, I do too. I, but Frank Reich did say that the height doesn't matter to him when considering Bryce Young as a top pick. So. Well, no, but whoa, again, trying to figure this out. No, but, but the thing with it, everything I read was that the Panthers offensive coordinator and all that. In fact, I think they might even have worked. They're real big on Stroud. Like the, the move was made apparently to get Stroud. And so, like, the only way I, I think that they would go down is if they feel that Houston is set on Bryce Young and yeah. then maybe you go down to three. And, you know, I wasn't really impressed with 
Stroud's senior year, but I was impressed with that playoff game against Georgia, and that might have driven his stock price up just in that one game alone. Well, are you not impressed? Fairly or not, because of the Ohio State thing. No, I was I wasn't impressed because I watched some of the games because they had a lot a lot of high profile matchups again. Like Notre Dame was the one to start the year. He did not look good. Their loss to Michigan, he did not look good in there. Yeah, and then some of the games in between, they 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 had some blowouts. Yeah, but they also were far and above. They had I me. Mean, they had what Paris Johnson. They had uh, uh, Jackson Smith, a uh, local guy. I think Rockwell. Jackson Smith, uh, uh, Najiba. They actually know his dad. <laughs> yeah, you know his dad. And I have someone I work with that's really good friends with his dad. Yep. So uh, he'll be and, – and his brother is, uh, I think, in the farm system yes. for the Yankees or the Pirates, Pirates. right? Okay, the so, Pirates. Yeah, he'll be a high pick. And he was hurt, replaced by Marvin Harrison's son, who's a – Who, All-American. by the way, they're already saying next year he might be like – a top five. As he a was fantastic this season. So the, the thing about Stroud and how he played in college, you and I talked about, you know, last show before we went into dry dock for the off-season month that we take off, was that, and, and I mean this from relative, I'm not saying it's easy, but quarterbacking is the easiest it's ever been. System, style, rules, all that. This is the e like, we joke about Kirk Cousins, but if you take Kirk Cousins and just take his stats without context and, and you put him in, in, in the all-time greats and his stats would look really good. Um, also, and I think I told you this, Jason Kelsey talked about this in a podcast, uh, talking about you, you, you look at guys who make it and don't make it, and you look at college. And, and they, were talking, they were talking about Josh Allen. He brought up a good point. He goes like, so, yeah, Josh Allen struggled in college, and he really did. But who is he throwing to? Guys that are lawyers and bankers and businessmen, not guys who were in the NFL. That's kind of the reason why he didn't throw 60% completion exactly. percentage in, so, in college. Exactly. So you look at him, at, at, you look at C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, and he's got a first-rounder at wide receiver, another first-rounder. at, And it goes back to the same thing where I knocked Tua for that. I, I said the same thing, and Jalen Hurts, and I give him credit. They both – well, Tua can't stay healthy, but he's when he's healthy and he's not like that that weird game where he threw you know, three interceptions out of five throws because he obviously wasn't there mentally, That they've done good. But I, the reason I knocked him was you've had three first-round picks as your guys at, at wide receiver. That's easy. You know, you know, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And, and so with CJ, CJ Stroud, I just, I, I don't know. It's like, it, it, is it him or is it the system, the yeah. rules, and having a, you know, veritable All-American at almost every position? Because that does matter. Going back to two in Miami, that's a, that's a team that did really well getting a backup. Mike White is going to be a really good <laughs> backup because, hey, I, I predict he might start just as many games, if not more, than Tua. Yeah, so the the, the 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 whole thing with with Tua is, and it's sad, but is is it, it should he even be playing? Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't know because you know you, they're they're keeping it under wraps. So you don't, really don't know how he's feeling right now. Yeah, and it but took him like two months into the offseason before he got out of the. They they pro- basically protocol. caped all four of the running backs: Raheem Mostert, uh, Wilson, Ahmed. Uh, that was another guy. But anyway, they kept four of the running backs, all like Mac McDaniel. Uh, they they know how to run that offense. Yep. Uh, and then they had that big tra- – oh, they released Byron Jones, who I'm, never, I'm not sure if he's ever going to play again. It seems yeah. like he just had a bad injury last season. Torres Achilles. Uh, but they addressed that loss by trading for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I – You know, who the Rams didn't really add anyone this offseason. It almost uh, – with – with uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and Stafford, they still might be the worst team this year. They didn't do anything to improve. Well, I, I, you're seeing again. Everybody knocked Jerry Jones uh, this off or this past year when he talked about the Eagles and the Rams going all in for a year, and they're going to have to pay the piper. Uh, the Eagles are kind of paying the piper now. They lost a lot. They did get Darius Slay back. That was a little bit of a shot, but they lose C.J. Gardner Johnson. That might be the biggest shock. Getting Slay back. Well, you know the reason why. Why? So they offered Gardner Johnson a deal, and, and apparently they were like, we got to pick the, out of the two. We're going to take Gardner Johnson. He's a little bit younger. Uh, and Johnson said, no, we're good. Because if you looked at the deal, it's one of those. that, And I think players are finally starting to understand this. Yeah. It looked really good until you actually broke down the contract. And so he said, you know what? No. So when he said no, 
that's when they said, okay, we'll go back to Slay. Slay's in a different point of his career. Slay's made the most of his money. Yeah. So he can now go, okay, look, I'm, and he's still making good money. It's not like he's getting paid pennies. He's he's not, getting, yeah, yeah, he got paid. Go ahead, keep talking. I'll but, pull that up. But yeah, so he, you know, he was able to stay. But Jerry Jones was right. The, the Rams are having to pay the piper now. That's why they traded Rams. And, and to give them credit, they're actually getting pretty good assets back, like draft pick assets. Uh, but but yeah, the, the, whether you like what Jerry's doing or not, Jerry and Steven have a very, we're not going to pay for a ton. Yeah, We're, we're going to try to keep this a long running because the theory is, and I agree, is if you make the playoffs five years out of six years, you have a better chance of going further. Um, and then, so let's go ahead and pivot to that. Um, without being fanboy, I, I think the Dallas Cowboys have had a really, really, really good offseason. They did a really good job of keeping certain talent like Donovan Wilson, like their jack of all trade secondary player. Which him and, and, and LVE, we were hearing there was no way they're going to sign. I thought him. LVE was gone. Yeah. yeah, we were. Everybody was pivoting to Bobby Wagner, and I'm not saying I'd take LVE. Over Bobby Wagner, but I, I don't have. I would a, want them together, if possible. Yeah, but the ideal I mean, world. Yeah, the, the thing is, in today's world, especially with Quinn, he doesn't really run. You don't want two run stopping linebackers. Again, I know people are saying one of the biggest things the Cowboys need to do, and they're right, is stop the run. The problem is, is that's not how Dallas is built, and that's just how that you just got to live with yeah. that. No matter who's in the lineup next year, uh, unless you just have people. You know, Herculean players. Dallas is going to always struggle against run because, rightfully, they're saying we're going to take odds that you're going to pass the ball at the end of the day more than you're going to run. Uh, before I get continue on the Cowboy conversation, the the Ramsey trade, Dolphins uh, gave up a 2023 third round pick and uh -huh. Hunter Long for Jalen Ramsey. Now, going back to the Cowboys, yes, uh, there was one thing I wanted to say. I did love the trades they had. Oh yeah. To, oh they, yeah, they they traded a fifth round pick, just a fifth round pick this year for Stephon Gilmore from the Colts, a 32 year old former defensive player of the year, very recently. Who still was good last year too. Yeah, he's going to be better than Anthony Brown was. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be back next year. I didn't. I was not a biggest fan of him early on. I think he was just like a fast guy that couldn't cover. But then he slowly grew on me. He slowly became a, a quality starter. Then he got hurt last year, and it kind of showed. Uh, Dallas defense kind of struggled a little bit toward the end there. But I, I want to point out one thing real quick. For all the love of Dan Quinn and all that, that also showed that we've made a couple picks in secondary guys the last couple years that are not paying out. Uh, Nashawn now, Wright. Now, Nashawn Wright gets the whole, he's really good in special teams. That's fine. He wasn't drafted for special teams, but especially uh, Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was the guy I thought was going to be a few uh, like by this point an all pro. Oh yeah, I mean I, back then it was like, hey, Diggs might be okay, but Kelvin Joseph is going to be the guy that's going to lock down, yeah. and, and he was terrible last year. Now he still has two years, three years left on his deal. Maybe he comes back. Something can happen now. But I, I think having Gilmore back there not only helps now, but could help him going that veteran forward. leadership is going to be so so yep. needed. Uh, so and the other trade was. Uh, the Cowboys and Texans finally, finally traded for Cooks. Why did they just – well, you couldn't because of free agency. Let's just, yes. just trade Schultz for Cooks. There we go. So a 2023 fifth and a 2024 sixth for the wide receiver Brandon Cooks, who's just turned 30. He's a guy that's 5'9", 190, but plays outside. Typically, those typical size players are the Wes Welker, yeah. Mandola roles, but He's play in the slot. Yeah. Other legend, Cole Beasley. No. Miss old Cole, rapping Cole, yeah, <laughs> trashing the Cowboys. Um, so overall, I really loved. And then, of course, uh, you know, last time we met was before the Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, just a couple of yeah. times. But uh, you know, Kellen Moore, former offensive coordinator, has now left the Cowboys. He is now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Oh, we did. No, we did an episode about that. We did. Yeah, the, you don't remember the last time you came on. I. Yeah, I drank the coverage. It, he just—he literally had it. Just all happened because we talked about the fact that we talked about uh, Schottenheimer being the Ryan Schottenheimer. Yes, and, and neither one of us are a big fan of that, even though he's not calling the plays. Even though, even though I loved his dad and I love Marty yeah, Ball, Marty. I, I do love Marty Ball, even though it has his flaws. Yeah, like you, you, you get. Yeah, you can't win a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. You, you <laughs> don't have Nate Keating as your kicker. Uh -oh. um, but uh, no, I. I 
Brandon Cooks, every offense, I read this this week, every offense wants the guy that can take the, what they call, take the top off the offense. Brandon Cook really can. And that's very unique for someone that size to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the size, but that's also just because I'm – We've okay. been, we've been, you know, we've we've been lucky through the Cowboy histories yeah. that all the big wide receivers were big wide receivers. Now, I I love the trade. You love the trade. Yeah. Why does Brandon Cooks continuously get traded? Because Brandon Cooks is a one B wide receiver, but he's played long enough that he he normally gets one A money. Brandon yeah. Cooks is not a. 115 receptions, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is a 65 to 85-yard receptions, 1,000 yards, and four, five touchdowns. It's just good enough to not be a two. Yes, but the salary, at some point, the salary becomes he's going to get paid a one. And then at Houston, I think it just simply they weren't ready to win. He's at that point of his career where, you know, he's not going to just be on a bad team. Hey. He has eighty six hundred yards. Oh yeah, he he's so less than fourteen hundred away from a, a ten thousand, which is usually like the signifier for a Hall of Fame career. For all the talk about DeAndre Hopkins, and I would have loved DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is not a burner. DeAndre Hopkins is a lanky Des Bryant, which if you're that's fine, With, but that's not what Dallas needs. Dallas needs athleticism. But that's a guy that has stick him on his hands. But yes. does not have stick him on his hands. But that's great. <laughs> and Brandon Cooks's catch rate can be a little frustrating, but I'm fine with that if you're making big plays also. Yeah. And I never liked the DeAndre Hopkins trade. A because he can't stay healthy. And B, he can't stay off steroids yeah. <laughs> but also he's just he's the the bigger receivers look at des bryant it was off a cliff he literally went from one night being a top 10 receiver to he can barely make a run. You know, yeah that's 2014 top receiver 2016 mm -hmm. i still he was he was getting 800 yards receiving but the thing i liked about him the most that year was his run blocking ability yeah well, I mean, and that's when that's your biggest thing for a wide receiver. That's you've not, got issues. That that's not one money. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I, I I feel like Hopkins is kind of falling off of that cliff right now. Um, now the question is: Is will Dallas still try to make a move for like an Odell Beckham Jr. Because everybody keeps thinking, oh, well, they got Brandon Cooks. That's it. No. Uh, they still need another wide receiver. Look, Michael Gallup. I love him, but you can obviously tell. Last year, he was still struggling with the injury. I, I think a year removed from the injury, I think we'll, we'll see his true potential. No, I agree. But I, I also think we're in an NFL world where four wide receivers is really where you want. Yeah. You don't want two or three. You want four guys that and we, can go hey, out. Dallas has two to three tight ends right now that can be somewhat productive. With a whole offseason in a more prominent role, I'd like to see if some of them can get like 40 catches this season, 600 yards, five touchdowns. Well, and I think that's why I'm totally fine with Dalton Schultz being gone. I, yeah, I, I don't even think the 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 Cowboys need to draft uh, the Utah tight end sucks. Kincaid or the Notre Dame tight end Mayer. This is the deepest draft for it, it's funny. Tight you and I ever. You and I have been talking for two years now about how tight end is the most important position in the NFL. Yet for some reason we just all of a sudden fell into this talent void in the well, tight yeah. ends. So yeah, 2022 season, it was really just Kelsey and everybody else. I mean. Uh, uh, Hawkinson had a great year too, but the the, the problem was uh, Andrews got shafted after the trade. Uh, Hollywood Brown, oh Mark Andrews, oh Mark Andrews, yeah, okay, yeah. okay sorry. I, I think he goes by Andrews. Does like, it? Oh wow, like very hoity-toity. Yeah, I know. Pinky out. I might be wrong, but I've heard a lot of commentators say Andrews. You know, it's funny. He went from being a guy that everybody said was inconsistent to now being one of the most consistent guys outside of Kelsey. Kittle's still there, but Kittle's hurt all the time. He came on late. That's why he got that old pro nod. But, yeah, he started off really uh, – George Kittle. Yeah, he, he started off really slow last season, but he became an all pro just because of the, the, the tail end of the year. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Kelsey, by far, the best tight end last season and he's going to go down i mean he's, he's in his early 30s so he doesn't have many more years left but he's going to probably go down as a top two to three tight end all time just well, that wise at least and the thing is now he might be at the end of his career simply because he's got two super bowls he's got all the accolades yeah really nothing to play for now but if he wants to he's never been seriously hurt Speed is not like he doesn't need athleticism. He, he, it's all about his size, and he knows where to the pocket, you, the, you know the holes. You know what he is. This is gonna hurt. 
I know what you're gonna say what he's Jason Witten, but with more speed. Damn it! Exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it, 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 it's for cow like anyone that's listening as a cowboy fan or not a cowboy fan. Jason Witten is the biggest head scratcher because he to hey to, to diehard fans like us he is the slowest guy we've ever seen slower than our linemen but for some reason he's one of the best blockers and he's always open I don't know how he's always open he is I, a, I still blame him for the Seattle playoff game if he would have just fought and I, I don't really blame yeah. him so nobody say oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah and Jason Witten, if you ever yeah. hear this I, I don't but. For all the talk about Romo and the drop snap, if Jason Witten just falls forward, and it was kind of a bad deal spot, but still, that changes the game. But, yeah, and Travis Kelsey is Jason Witten with athleticism. I Um, thought it was interesting when they asked Travis Kelsey about the young guys, he mentioned Jake Ferguson, who's on the course Cowboys and who showed really good things last year. That's why as as much as it sucks – that we, you and I love tight ends, and we have the deepest tight end draft. I don't want the Cowboys drafting in the first round of tight end. I really, yeah. really don't. There's just, I don't think there's a point. I, I thought they played. But the draft spot the Cowboys have, I think it's 26, yeah. makes you think that that's a possibility. Because Bijan's going to go to the Eagles at 10. You keep we, sa- we, we I already don't think know that. that. I don't they, think that at all. They lost Miles Sanders. They, no, nah, I just, I just, I, I don't think that, I, I don't know. I'll say this right now. I, I, I'm going to make a, my big sports prediction it's here. going to be wrong, but okay. No, 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 no. Not this part. I'm I think Bijan Robinson will go down as a top five to 10 running back in the history of the league before he's said and done. I can see that. I also don't think anybody's going to draft a running back that are over 15. It's just ever not again. worth it. It's the, just the, not worth the value it. is decreased over time. The value, like, it's the, it's the I, whole I just know Philly, okay, Philly lost Miles Sanders, but they got Rashad Penny, who's coming off an injury. He'll he'll be fine, but I I just I just can tell that the Eagles are they're not going to get okay. Zeke Elliott officially has been released by the Cowboys. Yeah, he listed the Eagles, the Bengals, and another team as Jets. his the Jets as his top three yep. choices. I really think the not unbiased. I really think that his best fit because of the Joe Mixon situation. He really should go to the Bengals, but I could see where he'll follow Demarco Murray as another former Cowboy running back. That goes to the Eagles. Uh, I, I just, I, I can see that happening, but I think the Eagles would be smart enough to realize they could get Bijan at ten, and just have him. I mean, that's a great compliment with him. The only player on their line they lost was uh, uh, Samalu. I, I just don't see them. I, I just I, again, I, I just don't see anybody drafting a running back, or at least right now. And again, all these things are are, are cyclical, so it could swing back. But yeah. I don't see anybody drafting a, a running back that high. I, I you I can even make the case as much as I really love Robinson to the Cowboys. I don't know if maybe twenty six isn't a little too high uh, when you have Pollard and you you know they signed Ron Jones, North uh, McKinney uh, uh, running back. Boy, yeah. that's that's a guy three years ago I'd have been excited about. He does because he had a great twenty twenty. <laughs> I, I think he's just a body right now. I, I, I would have rather them just got Leonard Fournette. Let him play the Zeke role. Eight hundred yards, yeah. twelve touchdowns. I actually think I think Zeke is still a little bit more maneuverable. I don't know. Zeke Zeke's going to be a weird spot. Leonard for, Fournette's more north south. Zeke yeah, exactly. actually has some moves, even though he's he lost a step. So let me ask you this. So I'm looking at this article, CBS Sports, 2023 NFL free agency rankings. They rank all the teams. Dallas got number six. I think that's fair. Uh, But they put the Giants at number five. I have not liked anything the Giants have done outside of – I do like Paris Campbell. You know why. Why? The trade. Remember, they traded for Darren Waller. I, again, so why is that so a good deal? They're, they're going to do the two tight end set with him and Bellinger. But but Darren Waller, I love Darren Waller. First off, Darren Waller, again, great story. When he's on the field. Exactly. <laughs> and so, How are you going to say that? And, and, but then let's also go back to they signed Daniel Jones. Four years, $160 million, I think over $100 million guaranteed. Getting Bobby – so, okay, yeah, they probably shouldn't have paid him that much. But I will say this. They, got, they traded for Waller. Mm-hmm. They re-signed Darius Slayton. I like Slayton. Underrated. They, yeah, they uh, kept uh, Jihad Ward. Uh-huh. They got a good depth player, Matt Breida. They, they got Paris Campbell from the Colts. Um, they got Rakeem Nunez-Roches. They got Sterling Shepard. They, they, they kept him. 
Uh, I, I, and then Bobby O'Karaki, that, that was a big signing for them. That was a very underrated and big sign. It's, it's yep. kind of like uh, with the uh, Seahawks when they uh, got Draymond Jones from the Broncos. That was like the underrated big signing. Like they could talk about drawing pain all they want. The Seahawks getting Draymond Jones, that's going to be the biggest difference in going in 2020. And that's going to help their young secondary. Yeah. I think Seattle might actually make the biggest jump at, well, them and the Browns. Well, the problem with Seattle. No offense, as I don't think Geno Smith is able. To, again, same thing as he with Daniel Jones. He won't replicate his twenty twenty. There's rep- no way. And now they're, they're, they're they need another running back. But I, but I want to go back to the Giants. So, okay. I mean, Daniel Jones, fifteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Hey, that's good. But a very conservative. We literally saw in both the Cowboy games where the Cowboys beat him in both games. Where at the end of the day, when Daniel Jones needed to make a play. And you're like, eh, we're they're going to punt. But they're, they're saying that's because he didn't have a uh, – he had a lack of options to throw that, it to. That's a valid – that's a very valid point. Yeah. But – Pay I him mean, that much? He's basically, he's basically getting paid because he beat the Vikings I twice. Just, I would have just got Andy Dalton or P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. I don't think I, – I would love – I'd love a, a world where P.J. Walker would have got a chance three years ago. But How I, much better is Daniel Jones than P.J. Walker? I've never been a big Daniel Jones fan. He I got really the most haven't. money in in, in the soft season. He, okay, hang on, hang on. In a New York Post, let, let's see if they do it all. Oh yeah, so the New York Post. This is breaking news. Uh, the New York Post released their mock draft 3.0. By the way, it, our April shows we will record the week before, and we are going to do a mock draft. We're going to do a, a, a together draft. We're not going to be like I pick you, but we're going to. And I haven't decided if we're going to try to do every like, team. Are we like role playing? Like I have the first pick. I'm, I'm the Carolina Panthers. What am I doing? I, yeah, I haven't figured that or if we're just going to do Dallas picks. We'll, we'll figure that out. But here's what they have. I want to give you the top end. Uh, Bryce Young. Well, they have Bryce Young to the Panthers. I still don't – I still think it's going to be – Because Reich said – people view Bryce Young as the better quarterback. Some people do. Yeah, but, but Reich has always been about – like they like he's he was last year talking about he loves C.J. Stroud. Well, he also likes big quarterbacks. Exactly. Think about who he's and had. He's, he's had Carson Wentz. He's had uh, 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 Andrew Luck his, his last year. Matt Ryan. He's had Matt Ryan. Phillip He's Rivers. had Philip Rivers. No. Uh, Brissett at one point. All right, so they have Houston taking Stroud. Uh, Will Levis, Kentucky. That, that He's the hot name, and maybe he becomes Josh Allen. He's the hot name that I go back to where, where people say, well, he, his stats are terrible. Like Jason Kelsey said, how many guys are he throwing to that are block, or blocking for him or yeah. playing on Sunday or are they businessmen? I agree with that. All right, so we're going to scroll down, and we're going to see uh, – well, they, there you go. They have they have the Eagles taking Bajon Robinson. There you go. It just um, makes the most sense. Even though running backs are not valued right now, it just makes the most sense for them to take him. All right, so they have the Cowboys taking. We're scrolling down. I'm trying to see any. Jordan Addison to the Hawks, Seahawks. I wouldn't mind that. Joey Porter, that's the guy I just Joey keep, Porter Jr.? If Joey Porter Jr. could got, somehow – no, that's not who they have. They have Tampa Bay. I'm saying if he could somehow find a way down to Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, they stop it right at the Giants. <laughs> Uh, that's just crappy. Why are you going to do a mock draft for every team until that? That just makes no sense. Uh, well, I mean, look, there's there's a lot of stuff that happened this off season. Uh, you want to just go through like some of them really quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We got time. We got twenty minutes. Uh, right, ten minutes. So you know the Jets are trying to get this guy from Green Bay named Aaron Rodgers. All right, so let, let's go ahead and let, let's let's group these together. Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Where do they play in twenty twenty three? It makes well, Rodgers makes more sense based on what the Jets did that he's going to go play for New York. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just look. I I used to defend the. Ro- I always thought Rodgers. I read a thing about him a few years ago where he was like some former players were like, "This dude's odd." Like, like if it wasn't for the arm, the the darkness retreat. No, yeah, that too. Uh, but if it wasn't for the arm, they were literally like, this dude is just peculiar. Like, he just yeah. doesn't fit in well. He's like, there was a thing where he kind of basically got it, started hanging out with a frat that he didn't, wasn't in in college, but he was hanging out with him when he was at Green Bay. And I used to defend him, like, hey, we need that. That's fun. But dude, he has milked the last three years. And he is part of the reason why I used to love, uh, 
shit, what's his name? You got a couple of MVPs in the process. I used to love Pat McAfee's uh, podcast. Yeah. I, I can't stand him now. And he's that bro douche humor. And part of that's because he got connected. Him and Aaron Rodgers do their thing every week. And I yeah. just, I just, it, it's just not for me. Um, but I, I used to like Rodgers. I used to defend him. Now I, I just, so I, I everything the Jets person. are doing is to create space. Which for almost this makes trade. me see him going, you know what? Nope, I'm good. That would be the most hilarious. Lazard went there for a fat contract and for nothing. I've never been a big Lazard fan. But Rodgers likes him. That's all well, really I like the meme. I posted it on Out Drank the Coverage. I like the meme of it's Aaron Rodgers saying the Packers don't give me any uh, any assets yeah. to work with to the New York Jets. I want everybody hey, that the Packers hey, have. And you know what's going to happen? Uh, his uh, BFF, Randall Cobb, will probably be a Jet, too, for, like, dirt cheap. Well, and you've got Grant Wilson, who's... I think Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Garrett he's, Wilson. Yeah, he's fantastic. From Austin Lake Travis, one of the most <laughs> underrated wide receivers in the league. If, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, he'll be a first round fantasy draft pick. Oh, yeah. Right now. That's 1,600 yards, 15 Tw- touchdowns. Yeah. It's going to be um, because Devontae, I Devontae, uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Yeah, dirt, dirt. This is episode two of the day. I really think the Rodgers will go. Now, I really think, you know, the Colts in the offseason, they have a new coach now, Stain Steacham. Yep. He was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yep. The Eagles quarterback was Jalen Hurts, who kind of has similar quality, probably a, I'm not saying better, but like it's definitely comparable to Lamar Jackson. I agree. He knows how to coach a player with that type of talent. So what are you saying? I'm saying the Ravens probably should trade Jackson to the Colts and get that pick, that early pick that the Colts have in this draft. But wouldn't that be? Wouldn't you be saying you're tearing down? They have they have a, they have, a, they have two Pro Bowl quarterbacks. What are you talking about? <laughs> then we start in Tyler Huntley. Okay, don't call him that. <laughs> Pro Bowl. 2022 Pro Bowl quarterback, first Tyler off, Huntley for the Ravens. First off, uh, you and I talked about this. As much as I love the Pro Bowl for the helmets, I love what they did this year. I think that's the way you go. Uh, second off, I'm hoping that maybe because they're doing it that way, let's just, just make the Pro Bowl an all-pro list. Just make it a pro, all-pro list. Of an actual skills competition or well, game. No, 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 no. Do the skill competition in game, too, but like just invite that, everybody. That was just one of the things I loved as a kid, no, no, just, watching yes. like Randall Cunningham throw it. Just invite yards. everybody. Don't. It doesn't have to be you have to be a pro. Or just invite the whole league. That, and that's what they, they started doing in that, uh, the, the NFLPA quarterback challenge. Um, but let's stop having people like – who was it for the Cowboys that we were like, holy crap, he made the Pro Bowl? Yes. I can't remember who it was. There was somebody that made the Pro Bowl. Oh, uh, wasn't the special teamer? No, 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 no. It was a starter. And, and you and I were like, dude, I didn't realize he – and it was very late. Like, oh, you know, yeah, he made the Pro Bowl because 14 different players said they didn't want to be a part of it. Um, now, I if the Rams, I mean Rams, if if the, I think the Ravens have to keep Lamar Jackson. Now, in saying that, I, I think I don't know. I, I don't know what it to believe. It doesn't seem like he wants to be there. But again, I don't know what to believe. I, I I do know this that no matter what, if he ends up not with the Ravens, this is it's going to hurt him in 2023 simply because okay, where are you going and when are you going to get into that system? Because look, you, we can defend. The idea that Lamar Jackson is a, an elite quarterback or not, th- that's not the point. The point is, is he has a very he, – he's Liam Neeson in Taken. He has a very set skill set yeah. that's very specific, and if you're going to bring him on, you then have to basically revamp your offense. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's go over the rest of the stuff that happened this right. offseason, and then we can focus on other stuff. So, two a couple of marquee retiring. Uh, Devin McCourty, longtime Patriots safety, yes. he retired. Uh, uh, Nasir Adderley for the he he only played for like forty years in the NFL with the Chargers. Yeah, he was one of those that just the, the wear and tear just yeah. become too much. He just now, didn't want to do it. Now, anymore. given that position, I think they the Chargers should go after uh, John Johnson the third. He kind of That's good, yeah. made the 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 too high safety position really popular. Uh, with with the Rams in 2020 under defensive coordinator Brandon Staley, who's now the head coach for the Chargers, I well, think that'd be a good fit. Just until about week seven. Until that week seven, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Calvin Ridley, he's been reinstated by the NFL. I think it's a plus for the Jaguars. I think that's huge. Yeah. I, if if now I'm saying that if he's back into the I want to play football because before the betting thing. Let's remember now. Maybe he was doing this as a shield, trying he, he, to. Yeah, he did leave for mental. For mental, you know, it, which is yeah. fine. But or maybe that he realized he was about to get caught and he tried to. But maybe. if he is set and he's ready and he's good, boy, that Jacksonville offense, which is already really, really good, as long as you know, as long as everybody takes the next step forward, he just adds another asset another weapon and the jags lost joan taylor the the offensive tackle to the chiefs i think the chiefs were impressed at how well he did against i think the, that's a terrible move by I, the chiefs. I, I think it was an, they overpaid but but he's young he's only 25 again we go back to what we talked about yeah why i know you offered orlando brown jr a deal last year and he yeah. turned it down it, it feels like teams if you turn you down they're like well we just don't want to have anything to do with you anymore why go and sign a guy who, yeah, he's younger, but he's not as good for a bigger deal than you offer? Just offer Orlando Brown a little bit more. Uh, I, I agree, and he's someone they know, and he played well and got a ring, and he was pretty good. But uh, I guess they were just really more impressed with Jawan Taylor. Speaking uh, of real quick, I'm sorry, quarterbacks. I got to go back to that. You're fine. One of the things that we, we, we've kind of buried in the lead here as we're winding down this episode, Baker Mayfield. Okay, go ahead. Tampa you, Bay is yeah. not terrible. Even with them losing Shaq Mason and a couple other players. They kept Jamel Dean, so at least their second – their uh, yes, the defense won't be halfway bad. And we're going to go back to – well, and they kept Carlton David. They kept uh, – they kept uh, uh, Carlton uh, Davis and Lamonte David, yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. so you're, again, in a division that the best quarterback – and I love Derek Carr, but your best quarterback is Derek Carr. Everybody else is. Uh, it's funny how the AFC South and the NFC South almost mirror each other. Yeah. Um. I, like I could literally see Houston making if if things fall right. I could see Houston being a an eight and nine team and playing. I think, for that Mechie, I think if Mechie comes back to what he was his last year at Alabama, I think the the Texans are not yeah. going to be halfway bad. So I, you look at Tampa Bay, and, and I, I I I've always felt that Baker Mayfield played the underdog role a little too much. People go, well, he's a walk on. He was a preferred walk on because he didn't want to go. I mean, he had all the a lot of division ones wanted him. He wanted to go a certain style, and that's fine. But man, you look at him, and you look at that. If they can get a running game, they they, they lost both the running backs. If they get a running game, you still got Mike Evans. Yeah. You still got Godwin. That team in that division, I, I could see Baker Mayfield having a resurgence type of season. Maybe they get Zeke. Wow, that wouldn't be a they bad idea. Fournette, they don't have Ronald Jones. They need a running back. Nobody's talked about that. Um, also, I, I want to go back to uh, our in the NFC title game in 2023 when it's Dak Prescott versus Sam Darnold for San Francisco. I think that was a brilliant move because San Francisco realizes that for whatever reason, whatever reason, whether it be the system or just bad luck, yeah. they have injuries. And Sam Darnold sitting there as a third quarterback, that's I, we can make fun of him all we want, but he's better than a third quarterback. He, he might start a couple games just because of injuries, because they can't keep their quarterbacks healthy. And I think that's going to be a big one. I was a little t speaking back, PJ Walker. I was a little sad that he. And you got to go where you go, but to go to Chicago, like you're not getting a chance. I was really hoping he would go somewhere where he might be in play because I, I, I think P.J. Walker is just one of those that in a different era, 20 years from now, P.J. Walker starts. Yeah, I, I think everything he's done has been really, really good. Um, speaking of, uh, in that same division, the Falcons, Marcus Mariotti, what happened there? Like It felt like he was about to blossom. He played back up at Tennessee. Whenever he played, they had these packages that were really good. He was very aggressive, Yeah, but he – it, when he became the starter, he got was it him or the system? He got really conservative. I have no idea, but they. Well, I think once they realized that they can only really run with Mariota, I think Arthur Smith was just like, man, you know what? I I wanted more, and I think I can get more somewhere else. So I'm gonna just try the rookie. Like with Mariota, you know what you're getting. He's been in the league for eight years now. You already know what you're getting with him. So I, I think he wants more in order for the Falcons to be successful. Maybe. What do the Cowboys do at kicker? Do they draft? We were talking I mean, about this off the air. Quality. Yeah, I mean, they could get Robbie Gould, who just uh, is not returning the 49ers. 49ers signed 28-year-old Zane Gonzalez, who missed last year, but he's he's back. And he's a good kicker he's when he's, a, he's, when he's, a he's good healthy. Kicker. Yeah. yeah, he's a good kicker. So <laughs> they could go one-year Robbie Gould. They might do uh, or an undrafted free agent, you know. So I, like, I kind of like Robbie Gold in basically at, least, at least home, for a year. you know, an yeah. indoor stadium. He's 41, still good. 
Now, to close this out, I'm just, and this is really off the cuff. Uh, name me a surprise thing that you think will happen, whether it be a free agent, a, a draft, I guess technically a trade, but you, you really kind of usually the trades kind of, you might get a couple players traded in the draft, but usually the trades are over till regular season. But something that, something that will happen that will surprise people. Well, if the if Lamar Jackson not getting traded, uh, if, if Lamar Jackson gets traded is not a surprise, then I would say the Cowboys move up to the ninth or eighth spot and get Bijan Robinson. You think they go that far? I don't think Dallas goes that. I, I, I don't. I, something in my gut says that Eagles are going to get Bijan. No, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I, the more I think about it, I could see it. I still think though that I, again, we always joke about what we like. By the way, our next episode, yes, this will be our. Well, no, this will be the first episode, our second episode. Of the league. Our third episode, and this will be about fandom. I, I will give oh, Howie credit for the Eagles. He drafts well. I still just don't think anybody, not just them, I don't think anybody drafts a running back in the top 10. I don't see how Dallas could go back up into the top 10 and draft after the fiasco of Zeke. Now, maybe five years from now, but I think it's too soon. I like the idea because I legitimately think, and I'm not just saying because I'm a Texas fan, watch Bajon Robinson. He is special. He's like, Barkley, but with a little bit more power. Like th he's just built. He's six foot two. He's two twenty. He catches the ball well. He blocks well. He's everything you want in a line, a running back. And I just don't think Dallas. I, man, that, that feels like a slap in the face of the fans. If that, yeah, that's a. I mean, that kind of would like Jerry Jones do that. Just Saquon's because Saquon's a powerful running back. I'm telling you, dude. John Robinson's just he's on that different level. I, I will say this, and PFF, for right or wrong, they have some good things, have some bad things about them, but they were talking about him, and they said that he he will rate out as the highest running back ratings-wise since Adrian Peterson, and I'm going to tell you this. Bijan Robinson is Adrian Peterson, but he can catch the ball, and that was always kind of Adrian Peterson's like one knock. Robinson can catch the ball. He caught the yeah. ball his whole time. I'm telling you, and again, you know me, there's been one player that left Texas that I truly was like, I'm going to follow him, and that was Vince Young. Everybody else, once you leave Texas, if you're not on Dallas, good for you. I, you're fine. I don't I don't like, ooh. I think B. John Robinson's special. And, and, and if, if Dallas jumped up to nine and didn't trade everything for him, I would not have a problem with that. I'm just saying I just don't think it can happen. I'd love that, though. So you, you make me love you more. I think it's the – I think that there's a real possible chance that draft day the Colts trade for Lamar Jackson. I think there's a legitimate possible chance because the whole reason they were trying to do with Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan is, A, their roster is not bad. Now, the offensive line has got to figure itself out. It completely fell off of a cliff this past year. But the guys have the guys that will come back are all proven to be really good for their whole career. That roster is not bad. And, we, again, we go back to they're in a division that – who's the best team in that division? The Jacks, Jaguars probably right now, just pure As talent. Right now, yeah. And, and you, But if you put a Lamar Jackson on the Colts, boy, all of a sudden they look really, really good. I mean, Derrick Henry's on the trading block with the Titans, so I'm not really sure how – I don't think he's – I think he's off now. Again, I, I think most teams, unless somebody offers a really big trade – I mean, a draft day thing, yeah. it, it just feels like that you trade in the NFL either right when free agency opens or in the middle of the season. Now, maybe if Tennessee starts off one and four, they do just, you know, screw it, let's just drop everybody if, and go. If Baltimore get, uh, keeps Jackson, they need to get a burner of a receiver. They need a, a wide receiver one. Now, Bateman coming – backs would be helpful but that's they a need, good point they need someone to create some room for mark andrews because he has no one when they're double triple teaming him he's just not as effective why do and i know sometimes it's just circumstance of where you draft or what's available free agency or what's your salary cap but i will never understand why the ravens never Okay, like you would think a, a guy over the top, and I, I guess maybe they thought Hollywood Brown would be that. And Hollywood Brown had a thousand yard years last year with the Ravens, yeah. but it always felt like they were forcing the ball to him. Why haven't they had a top speech? So that just feels like that would just, man, you drop those safeties five yards back more, you're giving Lamar Jackson 15 more yards to run. So I never understood why they just. For all the great drafting they do, yeah, that was the one, that's the one position they don't do not know how to draft. They know how to draft a tight end. Then I'll draft the linebacker, the lineman, secondary. You, know, you go back all the way through the since the Ravens moved from yeah, Cleveland. Sense, you're yeah. kind of right. Yeah, linemen, they've had multiple 
star offensive linemen and defensive linemen, running backs. Linebackers that'll just murder you. Oh, uh, uh, too soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you look at who's the best, who is the best. It's so funny because we ended last our last episode. Yeah. We ended talking about Trent Dilfer and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> but who is the best wide receiver in Raven history? Not Bra- Ravens and Browns, Raven history. Anquan Bolden? Yeah, he did have a couple really good years. I forgot about that. Because everybody thought his career was done, and he kind of revived. Uh, Jacoby Smith, uh, Rocket, or uh, not Rocket Ishmael, uh, the brother. Quadre. Yeah, Quadre had a really good couple years there. Anyway, I just. It's just weird. It's always weird. I was going to say this earlier. It's always weird how teams can be decades throughout their whole thing, how they'll be like Chicago. You just never think offense. You just always think defense. Dallas, you just always think offense. Even though the the, the 90s team did it with the most basic offense, we all still think Landry, complex offense, shotgun, shifts, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. But anyway – that's going to do it for this episode of Outdrink the Coverage. We do appreciate everybody for joining us. Want to remind everybody that you can follow us on Facebook. Just type in Outdrink the Coverage. Find us online at outdrankthecoverage.com. You can also email us, odtcnfl at gmail.com. This is the second episode we're recording today. What do you guys say? Derek Mason. Derek Mason. That's a good one. But even he had a career with Tennessee first. So like it's yeah, like for a little bit Steve Smith, yeah, but he wasn't. I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just a weird. Like, why hasn't they had just a guy that they drafted from year one and he just become a great running or wide receiver? I guess again, Hollywood Brown for whatever reason he wanted out, which is funny because he's he wanted out because supposedly he didn't fit with Lamar, so they take him to the he goes to the Cardinals, which is basically Lamar but three inches shorter and not quite as good an arm. <laughs> um, we're gonna have a big Kyler Murray talk here in the off season because I, I, I there's. I, I think he's. I think him winning too much in high school has created the monster that is Kyler Murray now. But anyway, until next time, he's intern Noe. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been the Frisco Bar and Grill. Out drank the coverage on L4 Media and S2S Sports. Closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will.